listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. This movie is just. It's not that tonight show. Oh, it's it. just that was tonight. Everything. It's just tonight. And I was gonna say it's totally unrealistic. The film right from the get go. What kind of crazy world is this where there's a female talk show oh, host yeah, for twenty exactly. plus years? Who got her start in the nineties? Right. Oh, I was like, wait, what? It's what? like they they won't even let Ellen on at late night. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they have been some. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the yes, there there was uh, Joan Rivers had, Joan had Rivers, her very yeah. ill-fated show, very yeah. brief, uh, which which uh, caused her to cause her husband Johnny Carson to never talk to her again. Her mm-hmm. husband committed suicide. Actually, he committed suicide yep. supposedly yeah. because that show was when, really yeah because he was in charge of a lot of it, it and when it, it did not go yeah. over well. And then there's I guess there's Chelsea Lately, Chelsea and, uh, right. Oh, I, I oh, I remember uh, Lauren McCall used to have a, a late, what? late night. No, yeah, it was actually pretty good. I thought it was Lauren Hutton that had one. Oh, Lauren Hutton, that's who I meant. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Whoopi Seems Goldberg so had one that was syndicated. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, and yeah. It, it wasn't that bad. They were they were all kind of along the Bob Costas But once line. again, did yeah. not go on for over two decades no. where she became a David Letterman type icon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Any of these people. In this movie, late night, and obviously I'm being facetious here, but uh, <laughs> presupposes that Emma Thompson plays... Indeed, a person just like that. Uh, legendary talk show host Catherine Newberry, who uh, is very deeply respected. She's been doing this for a very long time. The problem is the ratings are sinking. And a lot of the people in her writing staff are, and around well, her are, are going, well, you're really out of fucking it, time. It's also, it's, it's, it's kind of been a creep. It's one of those, yeah. like, they haven't been horrible, but they've been getting lower every year. And she's been... You know, frankly, quite lazy over the last yeah, she's decade. Phoning it she, in. She, she's phoning it in, and she kind of refuses to do anything that has anything to do with the 21st century because she's she's not on social media at all. Uh, you know, she's inviting guests like uh, I can't remember who they actually have, but people Doris like Kearns Goodwin, uh, Doris Kearns yeah. Goodwin, or you know, Anna Devere Smith. You know, she's she's having the, these you know highbrow kind of dick cavity type guests yeah. that are just not going over well with with any kind of demographic that the the network would be seeking at this point. And, and she's made aware that maybe it's a problem yeah. that in <laughs> fact her writing staff is nothing but uh, heterosexual white yeah. men. And they're phoning yeah. it in too. They're they're like, "Hey, if 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 you get this job, it's a cush job." You write a few jokes. They don't even have to be, you know, just read the newspaper, grab yeah. a few topics, like fart it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she kind of uh, like in tells her her. I don't know, handler, agent of the manager of the yeah, show. He's, he's a showrunner. Showrunner. Uh, who's played by Dennis O'Hare. Right. Who is one of my favorite character actors yeah, yeah. ever. Oh, and yeah, it's he's so wonderful. nice. So great. Yeah, it's so nice to see him. He he is like very much at the forefront in, in this movie. And, she and she tells great. him, get it, we need a woman in here. Get it's a woman. Also, 
Uh, and like when Mindy Kaling, who has been a fan of the show her whole life, but has no television experience, has no writing experience, just is, she's like, <laughs> like George Carlin says, uh, I'm a professional comedian as opposed to the ones you work with every day. <laughs> she's the ones you work with every day, <laughs> you know, but she has sort of a, positioned herself to where she has a chance to actually go in and, 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 and audition to be a writer and because it's exact right moment yeah. they're like okay yeah you're hired she's right yeah. place right time and you know coincidentally she does you know manage to be funny in the interview mm-hmm. and you know the, the there's some character is just like you know, he basically gets a call and, and they're just, just fucking hire someone and he's like, congrats, Fine, kid, you're in. Because he's like, she's not going to last anyway. Yeah. Like, it's, what's the we're point? We're just going to hire anyway. someone. Yeah, yeah. We've got you on a three-month spec. You'll probably be out of here before then. It's, you're, you're the, the apprentice to the Dread Pirate, Pirate Roberts. And she immediately finds that this is Kind of a toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. It's always been all men, and they are it, not particularly words, it's a, happy. It's a typical writer's room. Yeah, exactly. It's a sausage factory, which she worked in a factory. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, chemical plant. She worked in a chemical factory. Uh, yeah, yeah. She kept saying. Doing stand-up on the uh, side. Yeah, right. but it, it's very much like everybody there, like, take the one woman and one black guy out of the 30 Rock writing room, and it's basically like that. Uh, and, like, almost everybody in it is, you know, your your white boy pastiche of somebody who really, really wanted to be the editor of the Harvard Lampoon. And you have, you know, the lead writer is played by Reed Scott, who people know from Veep, who's wonderful on Veep. Yeah, so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. And he is right off the bat not having it. He just wants nothing to do with the situation. He's and, got the coveted. He's not head writer, but he, he, he is the, the guy monologues. that handles the monologue. Like Uh, He's he's the guy doing... He's, he's the guy the, doing the heaviest lifting. He's the alpha in the writer's yeah. room, to be sure. Uh, and then Hugh Dancy, who you guys might remember from the show Hannibal, who it's yeah. so nice to see again. He's yeah, like, oh, there you are. The one guy who's there. like actually kind of friendly to her right off the bat, even though you're also like, are you not picking up on the whole, this dude is the most toxic guy out of all of them immediately? I was trying to push those feelings away. Yeah. You're yeah. like, what are you doing? The moment it, early on, he's saying things that you're like, okay, this guy clearly is not going to be the romantic love interest for the this entire film. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a room full of like familiar faces in comedy and then a few poor bastards who just sit there and don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> and she has to figure out, how am I going to fit into this? What do I have to contribute? And she goes through several stages of trying different things until basically she's eventually told, for Christ's sake, stop trying to organize it and analyze it like you do as a manager at a chemical factory. Mm-hmm. Just write some yeah. comedy. <laughs> right. Just tell just, some jokes. Just go for it. Come on, man. And she ends up kind of hitting on something. And reluctantly, Emma Thompson, who is just straight up a real prima donna. Well, and we have lady. to introduce the fact that, you know... At at some point during this this build up with with Mindy Kaling's character, Emma Thompson's character is sold. Hey, you're after this year is up. You're out there. Yeah. There's the, Her the, boss, the female head of the network is Amy like, Ryan. Yeah, you New you've been yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. always always does a great job in, in whatever small role she is given. She she's like you you've been phoning it in. We're we're not having it anymore. I don't care that you're an institution. I'm not impressed. Fuck off. After the after this year, you're done. She's the one person who openly tells her, I'm not going to ta- sit here and take your shit. Fuck you. You're n- I don't like you, and I'm tired of your attitude, and fuck off. And everybody else is terrified of Emma Thompson. So you're going to this, like, these changes begrudgingly, not because she wants to improve her own like material and her own like persona. It's yeah, she's got no choice. This is her livelihood, so it makes her even more hostile and bitter. Yeah, she is not a nice person, and it looks like hasn't been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And the film eventually comes around to 
trying to understand how someone can get like this at all. I mean, it delves into the fact that she deals with very serious uh, depression issues her whole life. Mm -hmm. And that came from that, even being an honest comic and kind of the arc of her is like, what's going to work is like, Hey, America doesn't want people like Ike Barinholtz's role in this movie, like a, a fratty guy who's who's doing. Yeah, like, he's Edgy basically Dane, 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 Dane Cook, but a little dirtier, a little more offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they like. It's like if if Dane Cook suddenly started trying to be Anthony Jesselbeck, you you would have this character. Like you need to do what you used to do well, which is. Just be honest about who you are. Talk about what you actually believe in, which I think is about the point of the movie that I went from this is okay to okay, I'm actually starting to see the heart of this film and the center of this film. For there's what it there's is a point in this out. movie, and for my money, this is it's it's two different movies that are playing with each other, and every now and then they they manage to come together, and when they do, it, I think it's very good. Um, and when they don't, it's not bad, but there is a, an uneven quality. But about halfway through this, we really start to get some serious dramatic action with Emma Thompson's character, uh, and especially uh, uh, her relation to her husband, played, of course, excellently of course, by, yeah. by John Lithgow. Here, legendary. Oh, who yeah. is, you know, once again, proving that he is a national treasure, and it's really nice to see him. It's not a forefront role, but it's a great role for him. Uh, and on that note, it's, it's just great Such to see. Such a lovely it's, scene. Every time yeah. he comes up, it's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah. He, he yes. adds lo- lovely color to this. And it, it's interesting that a film that starts off feeling like maybe it's just trying to be like a silly little white comedy is really kind of chasing after more of an Albert Brooks vibe mm-hmm. where it's much more character-based yeah. comedy. Like, it's not out for huge guffaws. It's yeah. really about developing these characters and their relationships with each other and making it kind of, t- in today's world, Politically relevant in a way yeah. you cannot get beat over yeah, the head fine. with, and they they, they do a very good job of like you know, of, on one hand they they are skewering like this this all white male privileged toxic work environment, but at the same time they they do a pretty good job of skewering virtue signaling at, at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, and they're they're just like, hey, this is fucking show business. You've got to be rational about some shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I think this movie tries to it, it. It aims to hit a lot of nails on the head, you know, in terms of you know the white male privilege and where do those type of guys exist now? Trying to stay fresh in the comedy world, um, women sort of being it was something I found like kind of almost uncomfortable but necessary to talk about in this film was uh, women sort of not really liking each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between the with the Amy Ryan character and the Emma Thompson character. And um, yeah, that was a, that was sort of just it made me a little bit uncomfortable. But I could. But, but I, I will say that she's not like um, she's not like somebody who strictly doesn't like women. She strictly doesn't like anyone. Well, uh, and yeah. she says this much. She's like, I don't have a problem with specific. Like early on, like you don't like women, but then later it's like, no, she doesn't like anyone. Well, I'm not the <laughs> Ryan character. Oh yeah, but yeah. but but even so, who would? She's the one person who doesn't have to take shit well, from Emma Thompson. Yeah. It's it's great it's that they, they're <laughs> showing two powerful women that that are very different. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. who should and, get along yeah, exactly? And, and, but neither one of them comes off as a bitch. They're they're two people that know what they want. They're at loggerheads, and they're both fighting tooth and nail. I mean, Fighting for their own survival. I found, yeah, I found fascinating. I, I loved every scene between the two of them until maybe the end. Uh, the end was a like, fun. Yeah, I really, I, I dug. Convenient. I, I 
found Emma Thompson early on in this film for the first half of this film to be almost intolerably a bitch where it was like, you're just not showing us anything more about who this person is. She's just a horrible human being. I don't like, she feels like a character like on an HBO doc about a real life person. Who's a horrible person well, who works in television because the, but, the, she used to be, you know, comics are supposed to be in touch with the times and she's lost touch with the times and she's sort of bitter about, you know, not, but, but having to actually know about what the times are like, but not liking the times as well. And so she's and refuses to do jokes about the internet yeah, or to exactly. go and do uh, man on the scene type comedy or anything like that. She's too comfortable in her niche. All she wants to do is bitch at everyone else around her. She can't be bothered to know the names of anyone she works with. who she literally refers to as numbers instead yeah. of like what their actual names are. And the movie wants you to feel this way. Which I'm not criticizing. If I could refer to the people on the site oh by number, gosh. I would be... Shut up, Seven. Okay, one. <laughs> <laughs> we all know where you are. No, if, I, uh, if yeah. I could refer to the people in my office by character traits I really think they possess, that'd be just the that'd be just brilliant. I would love that. <laughs> it would, would make love life that. so much easier. Yeah. Well, especially if you worked a lot of attempt so oh, yeah <laughs> but i think the movie it's doing that on purpose it wants you to kind of just really be completely and just on mindy Kaling's side for the first act and even though she is they make her very human uh she's like having these emotional outbursts she's having trouble feeling like she's this is ever going to work as the movie goes on, it humanizes pretty much everyone in it, especially Emma Thompson. We really get to see a real like human side of her, which is difficult to get to. They don't make it convenient or easy. It's a difficult breakthrough for her to find that part of herself. The only character in Well, here- it'd be like, you know, if you watch like three seasons of Gary Shandling and all of a sudden <laughs> in the third one he's like, let me tell you about how I really feel. Right. It'd be like, like wait, right, what? I'm switching the, off. The only character in here I, I felt like was kind of like they started off trying to make like he was going to be a more interesting guy, but then was just a cliche. Was Hugh Dan Dancy's character? Yeah, yeah that was that was, just, a, that was a waste. He, he's he's your basic rom com cat. He was and, there for as a yeah, function, yeah. but I really I think the Mindy Kaling character, and you know Mindy Kaling wrote this and brilliantly wrote this, and there's so many one liners in here. Um, I think that she gave too much care to Emma Thompson's character and trying to make her layered and complex and a lot to work with that. With with the, with her own character, it just felt like she was sort of blank in a lot of ways. I, I, I agree. And like I said, this feels like two movies. And in, in, in one hand, you, you kind of have this great character drama about... You know this this woman who is is you know coming from a place of complacency and evolving mm-hmm. into you know self knowledge, um, and then on the other hand, you you kind of have a standard rom com, which is Minnie Kaling's uh, wheelhouse, and mm-hmm. I would have expected some of that stuff to work a lot better than it does. But nothing in this is as funny as anything in the Mindy Project, or <laughs> you know even some of her work in the Office. It's um, it's not the same kind of comedy. It, it just yeah. feels like at first it's supposed to be. Exactly. Which is what's confusing about it. Because yeah. when it, this first act feels like it's trying to be that kind of thing and not doing it well, yeah. and you're like, what kind of movie is this? I'm not really sure, but. As, like I, don't I, said, even, I, I would call it, yeah, it, it's like as a rom-com on, in that first set, like slightly above par. But that being said, anytime Emma Thompson's character came on, I, yeah. was, I was right back in. Uh, she is the most intriguing element of this film, regardless. I mean, to yeah. me, it really it was the writing that's the most intriguing element, because although uneven, 
eventually the way that they come to the, by the end of the film, most of the characters, even Reed Scott's like a like asshole in the writing room character, you genuinely see as real human beings yeah. and interesting yeah. and, and nuanced people. And I did not expect that. I did not expect several of the turns this movie made in the plot in like I'm, late second and third. I'm, I'm, it's a really impressive effort by Kaling. I, I think this is her first like major two hour thing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, she, she really like it exceeds expectations when it comes to characterization, which I think is the most powerful thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the plot turns are, they, they, they are interesting. They don't go where you think they would go. Um, you know, my only like critique on, on the, the writing is that because it's telling these two stories, they sometimes get a little too uneven and, and yeah. don't drive up as well as they should. But Man, kudos for trying, and, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I think the the rest of the film, like I said, even even when it doesn't work, it, it's it's not bad. It, it's it just feels uneven, and there are a lot of things in this that do work that that make it work for me. Keep going to your final thoughts. Um, yeah, the, the, I mean that that is basically encapsulates it. That uh, you know, there were there were a few times watching this that I was like, eh, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I got brought back in very fast. Uh, mostly because of the characterizations, mostly because uh, the people in this movie do feel real. Uh, and, yeah, a- Emma Thompson, uh, this just shines. This is one of the, the my favorite things that I've seen her in a while. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this character, even though, you know, for a lot of, uh, of the time that you see her, she is not meant to be likable. Um, I did I did find her fascinating, as I think, you know, uh, I've listened to interviews with Jay Leno and, and David Letterman and, and people like that, and yeah, I mean, the, these these are complex people, you know, the people that, that have what it takes to, to host a late night show for that long, they're... You know they they they're they're gonna have some bad stuff. That's just the way it goes. I listened to an interview with Amy Sedaris recently where she was talking about Letterman, and she's like, "I was on that show a lot yeah. because he was, she was kind of like, oh shit, somebody dropped out, call Amy because yeah, she lived down the street." <laughs> and after a while, it became clear Letterman genuinely liked her, which she didn't know what to do with because yeah. he's an enigma. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. He's a guy who never talks to people at all until they're on is. stage. Yeah. And she said, "The weirdest true. shit that ever happened in my life happened to me about three months ago." David Letterman called me on the phone. Just to see what was up. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to shoot the shit. And yeah. I was like, oh, what is happening? Yeah, when you get on that level, uh, Mark, Mark Maron recently interviewed him, and, like, his, his you know, general neurotic rant he does at the front end of all of his podcasts was just him going, like, David Letterman's coming over to my house. He's coming over to my house to talk to me. And he's like... It's almost as big as Obama. No, no, he said it's bigger than Obama to him. And he was just like, you don't understand. I'm a comedian. This is way bigger. But yeah, I think she makes a fascinating character. I think most of the people in this, they're, you know, they do a great job in handling... Uh, some some really good writing on on Mindy Kaling, Kaling's part. Uh, like I said, a little bit of unevenness, but for uh, a first you know first time major movie script, uh, yeah. this is going above and beyond. This this could have been a trite little rom com, and it, it it like like you said, it gets into something more. It gets into that that Brooksian uh, character, which is uh, just about as, as much about character than than it is about uh, uh, plot or humor. Uh, so I, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, I give it uh, eight and a half out of uh, ten hastily down shots of Johnny Walker. What about you, Frank? 
Uh, you know, I really enjoyed this film, and I can see this as Amazon's, like, sort of, this will be our big stick for the year. We, we, right. uh, we want this to have... It's this, not, though. This will be the, the, the <laughs> yeah. adult comedy we hope has legs. I really do hope it has legs, because right. it is a very great film. But it's, it's so not in charming. the same league as The Big Sick. Um, I, I liked it more than The Big Sick. But, what? Uh, but I don't like Kumail Nanjiani, so... Um, I liked him in the comedian. That's racist. Get out. I liked him. I liked him in the comedian. I thought it was great in the Twilight. I thought it was a great way to open that. That's season. the worst episode of the whole show. Well, that's a great way. To, well, I mean, that's a different podcast. Sorry, sorry, Frank. Uh, sorry, I'm just jumping on you. I'm no, sorry. That's fine. No, that's fine. I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think. I get the unevenness of this film. It does have like different tones. It just asks you to go to, um, you know, just have different feelings at different times. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it did keep it interesting. But I think this, this, if you take out the rom com aspect of it, it's just as, a, as diverting of a film, if not more. And um, I really like the one of the questions it asked is like, because you know, I, I was a Letterman fan for the longest time, and toward the end, you do, you, you got to wonder, like, you know, when someone doesn't do stand up anymore, when they don't challenge themselves, when they don't keep themselves fresh, you know, why are they even doing it besides, you know, besides? Oh, the money? Dace always been very upfront. He's just like, I, I do not have the stand up gene. I, I am here to sit in front of a desk and make fun of people. But there's something um, as much, and I love Letterman, but there's something that always made me sort of sad about watching him in his later years because it was just sort of like, well, you know, my nine to five at the office, yeah. and then I go home and do my thing, and. And I love that that movie sort of um, looks at that. And, I mean, this movie looks at a lot of things. It looks at, you know, women in position, in position of power. It looks at, looks at women of color trying to make it in the world. It looks at uh, guys that are, you know, straight white male and thinking, well, wh- where do I exist in this world now that it's a completely different world? Um, it's a lot of stuff to unpack. But it does so in, like, a really charming way. And every other line is a one-liner. And it is so funny. Um, it really is for adults, but I think I think that there's the you know my favorite type of comedy is the one that comes from honesty and truth, and I love that there's not a false moment in this film really for me. Um, at the same time, there's also like for lack of a better term, the dramatic moments, uh, which also sort of like ring true. I don't know. I think this is this is pretty pretty flawless in terms of in terms of the comedy. Um, I don't really not that crazy about the Mindy Colling character because I don't think she gave herself much to do. Is it Colling or Kaylee? Kaylee. 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 Okay. Yeah, I don't. I think she. I was just. I was like, am I saying it wrong? No, I'm probably it's me. Because <laughs> I'm not that much of a fan. So, um, I think she spent too much time on Emma Thompson's character, and rightfully so. That is a more intriguing character. And like you alluded to earlier, Bo, that um, it doesn't matter really if a character is likable or not likable as long as they're interesting. And sure. I would watch the Emma Thompson character well, all day long. I, I will say like. You know, she's she's kind of had a stock character, like the the character that she played in in the office, mm-hmm. and the character that she ended up playing on the the, the Mindy Project, um, are are very similar. And this character uh, is film, is, is not. So I, I I think that you know she she might have been writing to get out of out of that to to present herself in, in a different way because she, she's definitely a, a more she, optimistic and a lot less self-centered. May, may, yeah, that might be so. I don't know a lot of Mindy, Mindy Kaling's work. Um, but she I, does, I love the, the Mindy Project is, is vastly overrated. I think it's one of the better... Underrated. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, excuse me, vastly underrated. I, I, I think it was one of the, the better uh, better uh, uh, 
sitcoms in the, in the last couple of years. But she does, uh, and that's Ike Barinholtz was one of her. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, and I, 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 was I think he, there, he does too. great work. He does. He he plays a minor role in this, and and he he does a really good job of selling uh, being the smart, character. Oh, yeah. him and him that him and the the moment that he and Emma Thompson have on stage. Oh, yeah. is like priceless. I always think that he's Donnie Wahlberg for a split second. What I think, I bet you they're distant cousins. Well, and then and he's also got he's got a brother that looks almost identical to him that's on uh, Superstore. So, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. anyway. um, but, yeah, I think it's it's hard to shine as a character next to the Emma Thompson character because, I mean, she's just yeah. so intriguing and so flashy and has really the best lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so be it. This is still a really great comedy. I love that it's coming out in June. I really hope that, that people seek this out. Um, it says a lot about what's really current in today's society and today's culture. Um, yeah, no real complaints except for that you know the character aspect of Mindy Kaling. I gotta give this nine out of ten. Really great outfits that Emma Thompson's dressed in because man, she is just like I that last she blue, one, that blue jacket thing she yeah. has at the end. I, I was, was like, like, I'd wear that. I was like, I would wear those white gold like sneaker pumps, man. And I don't, I don't With like lifts. gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you guys liked it more than I did, but <laughs> I more enjoyed it on the level of like this is a project for Kaling that shows how much potential she has to do yeah. something so much better than this down the road. <laughs> it's like this is a writer who feels like she's really just getting started in terms of like like a cinematic career. This is a strong launch for that, yeah. certainly, and I, I I think she's a strong performer as well. But she may have. Underwritten herself or made herself here more of a plot device than a character yeah, to some degree. Yeah, you know, like, like she's that. there more to express the things that she wanted to be. Like she, she's, she's the one to the spell out. To she's on a Thompson's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, in she's this in a saying, lot yeah. Of she's yeah. there to to also be the one to actually say out loud the issues that the movie's trying to address, I and I think she does it sometimes to the film's detriment. Because there's stuff we don't need to explain to us. We got it. It's a venting piece in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think that the film isn't as funny as it wants to be. I, I find it lightly funny all the way through, but it doesn't always succeed. It never falls flat on its face. You're lightly funny. It's true. I don't disagree. <laughs> no, but you do you do judge comedy on a different level. Oh, I do. I, I do. No, I tend to be no, a lot I, I agree with that. I, I don't think I, I found it as funny as Frank. Uh, uh, <laughs> I... And, and not even as funny as an Albert Brooks movie, no. but well, like I, I said, it's like you know, it's it, like it worked for me. The, what really worked for me is is I liked it as a story. It's like a middling mm. Al, uh, Albert Brooks film, which is still a yeah. good film. It's no modern go, romance. Oh, this is good. Yes, uh, but it's not. It's, him more than, it, it's like the Muse. It's yeah. The Muse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here that doesn't completely get work in terms of like ideas that are brought up that never completely get to feel organic in the in the sense of having a complete arc here but the characters on the whole are just so lovely and the actors are so good at pulling this off and there's a lot of fun interaction between them and it does have some some surprises that keep it from being the generic film that early on I kind of was afraid it was going to become we keep saying rom-com but that's really literally that's a faint 
Like the rom, like any aspect of this that's a romantic comedy is a is a mere feint in the film yeah. that has nothing to do. I would not describe this film as no, a romantic maybe. comedy. I, I, at I think Kaylin could have made herself a, a minor character of this, and, and it, it would have ended up being a stronger film. Oh, totally, P- quite possibly, totally. totally. Um, like the the best friend of the Indian American character who's getting <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Ooh, the gay best friend. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, no, we can't do that either. Yeah, that. not unless they pointedly comment on no, how cliche no, it you is. You can you can still do lesbian best friend. You can you still do that? Yeah, you, and and you can do gay best friend, but they can't live next door to you. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, isn't it romantic? Put that to bed for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I think they did too. <laughs> well, hopefully, but yeah. probably not. Probably not. Like here's a probably not. Let's no. go get champagne, girl. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Talk about our problems. <laughs> I, I think this is perfectly entertaining, and I think it's going to really... I think a lot of people are going to be on Frank's side here, are going to go see this, and going to go, like, I thought that was hysterical. I think a lot of people are going to come down on this, like, the, this is, felt like it was pushing a little too hard in a way that where it never felt like it did much besides mention the things that are problems and not having a sense of a full arc of dealing with them. Like, it wanted to cram in a lot and... It basically just gave lip service to some stuff well, think, rather than it, j- dealing with it. It probably puts on school of thought that like calling out a problem is the first step towards solving a problem. Oh, I don't disagree, but I'm still just trying to say, like, yeah. in terms of a, a, a fictional movie script, doing that say, can yeah. be awkward. Where it's yeah, like, we're just yeah. calling it out. I mean, unless it's like, that's the joke. That we're going. That's funny that we called that out. Like, isn't it romantic? Did with the the cliche of the gay best yeah, friend. Yeah, that yeah. is the joke. But they're not going to try and solve the problem. Here is just more like a lot of we got to we got to go through the list of the things that are inherent in this, and some of them played out interestingly, and some of them were just mentioned just to make sure they covered their bases. And I felt that uh, this is. A, a good, okay to good in my book, <laughs> but it shows so much promise for Kaling, especially as a writer. I mean, I think more so as a writer than an actress. Uh, I mean, she's fine, but that's not clearly not her strongest point as Has a writer. She she's, she, uh, I don't know. Has she directed? Well, she didn't direct this. It was I, I Nisha believe she, Ganatra. She, she directed. Yeah, she didn't direct this, but she's she's directed uh, certainly episodes of many projects. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and and I know. She had writing credit on The Office. I don't know if she ever directed an episode. I don't think she did. I'm curious to see what she's like behind the camera. But I did. I I did on the you know on the whole like this kind of over like as much as I have criticisms at the end. I did feel charmed by it. I came out with a kind of a warm fuzzy feeling. Like I liked that. That was cute. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'll ever return to it again. Maybe the next time my mom's in town and she wants to watch a movie. (laughs) This is very much a watch a movie with your liberal mom movie. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like it is charming. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten shoes filled with poop. Well, it looks like old lightly funny strikes again. (laughs) That's my job. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's all I do. It wasn't that funny, Bo. Thanks, Wolverine. (laughs) 